Hi folks, how are you? Hands up who got one Easter egg today. My name's Tim, I'm the, the guy that's leaving. Some people have private parties to celebrate that, you know that, don't you? So, hands up who had two Easter eggs today. So come on, be honest. Children, who had three Easter eggs? Did you have three, really? Who had four? Five? Six? You got six. Who had seven? Can you count to... Did they really have seven? Oh, okay. Okay, shh. Now, did you know what day it is today? It's Easter, but what else is it today? Easter Sunday. Well done. Do you go? Do you do you go to church every week? So you know all this stuff, don't you? Very good. Well done. Mums and dads, do you know why we like this weekend as well? We got bank holiday tomorrow, and that means that you can relax and spend time with your family, fellas, today. Not do too much in the garden, not to, you know, be with the family. And it's really exciting to be here. And I want to tell you a little bit of a story about Easter. And to do that, I want to explain it with a little story about a little child. So one day, a mummy was with her two children in the park. Does anyone know a park near here? What park? Lammas Park. Okay. And they were in Lammas Park having a wonderful time and this big bumblebee came and it landed on the little brother and stung him. And he began to cry. Can you cry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not crying. That's, that's not crying. That's agony. Right. And like any child... His arms swelled up. And the bee was still buzzing around. And his sister went, I could get stung. And mummy went, no, you don't understand. You see, a bee only has one sting. And your brother took that sting on your behalf. You're getting it now, aren't you? (laughs) Your brother took that sting on your behalf. So it doesn't matter how much the bee buzzes around you, darling, you won't get stung. Because you've got no stinger left. Now Easter, now it's a bit weird saying to children, it's all about, you know, no fear of dying. Because you're like, well, I'm, I'm seven. What am I worried about that sort of thing for? Yeah, yeah. But mums and dads might be thinking about it a little bit, might they? Somewhere closer than me. I'm sort of middle-aged, you know, yeah. Now guys... So, what that story tells us, that the bumblebee stung one person. And when Jesus, on Friday, what happened on Friday, Good Friday? Can anyone tell me what happened on Good Friday? Jesus got crucified. But why did Jesus get crucified? What was the point of him going on a cross? What was the point? Jesus was doing bad things. So that's quite good theology. I think you got that from your dad, didn't you? What was Jesus doing? Yeah, but what, what does that mean he died for our sins? He stole our sins. Right, okay, now we've got a good one here. Someone said, 
that when we do things wrong or naughty, we hurt our relationship with God. And what happened was Jesus said, Jesus said this, look, he was in heaven and he looked down and he went, no, 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 no. No, I don't want people to be separate from us because of the things they do wrong. How about if I come down and prove to them that even though I'm innocent and I've never done anything wrong, that I'll allow people to accuse me of doing things wrong. And I'll prove that when I die on the cross, that even though I'm perfectly good and I've done nothing wrong, I'll still love them. And that's what I want to teach them. I want to teach them that I love people no matter what they do. And that love will restore their relationship to God. It's quite a good idea actually, isn't it? Except for Jesus, who had to sort of die on the cross, but it was good. Yes. Now, he's not a naughty man now. So guys, shh. Just remember, I'm speaking. So here, I want you to think of this. We as adults, mums and dads, were able to laugh in the face of death. That the reality is that Jesus came down to make a difference for us as mums and dads and children. Jesus came down to say, look, there's a flaw in our relationship with God. And in the old days, as you probably know, people, when they made mistakes, in that the Israelites were the the people that followed Jesus, and when they made a mistake, God created a way for them by laying their hands on the animal. The animal would die. The things they'd done wrong would go on the animal. The animal would die as a sacrifice because God was so holy and he said, look, I'm so holy, whenever you do anything wrong, technically you deserve to be punished. And the only way I can punish is you, you shouldn't really have life. It's quite a strong thing. So God said, look, I'll tell you what I'll do. You can put your hands on the animal. The animal will die in your place. But it didn't affect the heart. Now, have you ever been in a playground when people are horrible to you and even though you forgive them, you're still angry in your heart? Have you ever had that? Yeah. But what Jesus said is, I'm going to help you forgive people in your heart. I'm going to give you so much love in your heart that even when people do wrong, you'll overlook it because of the love I give you. That's an amazing love. Jesus took the sting out of people doing things wrong for us. Jesus willingly went to the cross. And he never did wrong, which is why it's so amazing. Why would an innocent person go and give his life for us? It says in Acts 2, God raised Jesus from the dead. This is Easter Sunday. Freeing him from the agony of death, but also freeing us from the agony of death. And then it goes on and says, by God's power, God raised Jesus from the dead. Meaning, he will raise us as well. Now we know some people will die and some people will die to, to, because of old age. Grandpas and grandmas and some people die because they get ill. But isn't it exciting to know that one day we'll be with Jesus. I remember seeing my granddad in the grave and I thought, I'll meet my granddad again in heaven. It's so exciting. And that's why we celebrate Easter Sunday. Now you'll see on the stage I've got three eggs here which I've beautifully made. Look, it's been years, years since we did paper mache. I've forgotten the mix. So, now, in the first egg is a special treat. And I would like somebody... Would you come up and help me? Would you come up? And I want you to help me with the first egg. What you've got to do is you've got to put the goggles on. Yeah? There you go. Can you see all right with them? You ever seen one of these before? 
Daddy hasn't, has he? No, there we go. I know Daddy's a mate of mine. He's a mate of mine. Right, now, what I need to do is give that a good... Watch carefully. Don't let go of the hammer. Right, I'm going to hold on just in case. Give it a whack. Go on. Get angry. That's it. That's it. Okay. Smash the first egg. Now, could you take that for me? What does it say? Read it out loud. Jesus was risen from the dead. Very good. What school do you go to? Oh, it's quite a good school. Jesus was raised from the dead. Now, also, there's a little present for you there. You go take that and sit down. Well done. Give her a round of applause. So, Jesus on Friday, apparently he died. They took him off the cross. They put him in this tomb. They put a a boulder on the tomb. And then God said to the angel, go down. Well, that's what the voice I think God has. Go down and move the rock. Like a voice trailer thing, yeah? Move the rock away. And then Jesus was raised from the dead. Now, if Jesus was raised from the dead, that's quite exciting, because that means that God has real power. That it's not like make-believe, that God has the power to do anything. Isn't that amazing? Have you ever prayed to God for something? Have you really believed that God has this power to really do something? Because when we pray, the Bible tells us, you must believe that God has the ability to do what we ask him to do. Now, Jesus being raised, it's not like he's a ghost like this. It's not like Scooby-Doo, folks. No. For Jesus to be raised, he had to be in his own body. And for him to be in his own body meant that he had to prove to people it was his body. So what did Jesus do to prove it was his own body? What did he do? He left his band... That's a good idea, but that's not what I'm looking for. Correct. Oh, what school do you go to? That's a good school. Well done. He showed the holes in his hands. And he said to Thomas, put your finger in my side. But there's one other thing in the Bible that tells us that Jesus was really raised from the dead. What was it? No, it wasn't the stone, but that's a good one. Brilliant, but not what I'm looking for. What else was it? What about when he was on the beach? What did he do? He wasn't knitting, no. Where's your daddy? Where is he? I'm going to come down to McDonald's and torment him while he's working. It's all right. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Yeah, yeah. He's hiding. Right. So I want to. I want to demonstrate something. Can I show you a little magic trick? Yes. So you're keen to see a magic trick, are you? All right, well, look, it goes a bit like this, right? What happened was, Jesus, they reckon that on the cross, what happened is, they put these nails on his hands, they put these nails on his feet, it was really, really painful, but he never complained. And his body, they call it, the Bible uses words like, he was battered, he was bruised, and his blood flowed down. They whipped him, good man, yes. So, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to demonstrate what happens when something's battered, and Bruce, would you like to see that, children? 
I thought you would. I, I need a, vict- a volunteer. Um, and it can't be a child. No, no. Now, now guys, I know, I know. You can tell I've done a lot of assemblies, can't you? Yeah. Mark sent me off to do assemblies. This is what I learned. So, uh, we need a mug, a, a friend, a friend. So, Keith, can I use you? Would you stay there? Can I borrow your watch? Let me get through here, guys. Hang on. Let me get through here. Lovely. Oh, no, it's broken. No, we won't use that. Right, let, put your hands up, fellas. Oh, Phil, Phil. I'm going to use yours. That looks like a really expensive watch. That's just what we need. You take a seat, Phil. Thank you. Made in Tai... Martin Taiwan. Sorry. There we go. Now, the idea is um, I have my magic wand here. I'm going to use my magic wand. This is a magic wand. Sutty has a magic wand, doesn't he? Who's seen Harry Potter? He has a magic wand, doesn't he? Now, we know magic's not real. It's just tricks. It's just me doing fun things, right? So I'm going to, yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just illusions. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the watch in here, like this. And then I need a mummy. Mummy, would you come up and verify this for me? Can you feel that? Okay, that's fine. Mummy's just sat down. That's perfect. Okay, I'm going to just give it a little spin with my magic wand. I'm also going to place on here uh, this, which helps. And ask Simon. Where's Simon? Just take all this stuff off. We don't need this now. So, I... The idea is to prove that the body was broken. So, how long have you had it, Phil? It's not ticking. Hang on. It's ticking now, Phil. The best way to prove that it's... it's Would you say the watch is broken? No! Should we do more? No. No. Now. Time for bed. The watch is broken. Now, Jesus' body was broken. When it went in the tomb, it wasn't perfect. The body had been, who said whipped? You. And it was broken. Now, was Jesus alive when he was on the cross? He was in the beginning when he came off. And then he went into the tomb. Went into the tomb. And was he alive in the tomb when he went in? And there was a cloth around his... You're getting this, aren't you? There was a cloth around his body. Broken watch. Cloth. Spent hours on this, you lot. The theologian Barry's going, I love that. Where's Barry? So, now, he was in the tomb for how many days? Good man, three days. And what did God say to the angel to do? Remember, we heard it in our text. So the watch is being killed like Jesus. What did the angel say, God say to the angel to do? Open. 
the rock. Right? With the sort of godly voice, yeah. Well, we don't know what God's voice sounds like, but that's how I imagine it to be. Right. Now, if this doesn't work out, Phil, I should have an Easter egg for you. It's a nice big one. We've got an Easter egg for Phil. Lovely. So, so what happened was, what you'll notice was, his body went. And when they went into the tomb, he wasn't there. They said, he's gone. They ran out. And the angel went, why are you looking for someone that's risen? And Jesus appeared, completely put back together. Can we have this Easter egg? Thank you. So, Phil, I know you like chocolate. Could this sort of... So, look, nothing in my hands here, but, Phil, if you come out here, if you come out here and stand on the side, and I'm going to get this little baba here. You come and help me. There we go. What's your name? You, Celeste. Are you married? Okay. Face forward. Wonderful. Now, I'm going to open the Easter egg. Ooh, ooh, hang on. Let's get this out of here. Let's move this off. Oh, look. Oh, look. This is so exciting. Here we have. Oh, let me just. Let's just. Oh, it'd be good if it was, wouldn't it? Now we're going to give it a little smash. Ready? You smash it. Go on. Bing. Smash it. Now look, there's a little packet in there. Would you take the packet out? And that's, and that's, you come and see me later. You can give that out to all your friends later. We'll put this here. Hang on a second. So, if we open that, that should hopefully be your watch. Now this is Jesus from the tomb, completely normal. His body wasn't broken in any way. Give Phil a round of applause. Well done. Now, let, should, we, should we do one more Easter egg? I want... Would you help me? You come up. If you're good and you don't chat too much, I might get you up. Okay, so we're going to put the goggles on. There we go. And we need the hammer. Right, you come over here. You grab the hammer. Hold on tight. Ready? Give it a good whack. Oof. <laughs> Ah, that'll do. That'll do. You got you. You got a lot of anger. Take that off. Right. Take that out. Oh, there's a there's a little chocolate egg here. Look, you grab that. That's your little chocolate egg. Right. Now let's open that up. What does that say? Jesus takes our fears. And they die with him on the cross. Beautiful English. What school do you go to? Christchurch. Well done. That's a very good school. Give her a round of applause. She sits down. So, Jesus takes our fears. Now, what do we fear when we're at school? Now, for mums and dads, it might be work. We might fear bills. We might fear uh, a parent that sort of is ignoring us or a family member. We might fear someone at work who's threatening us. We might fear losing our job. And for children, it might be that you've got bullies. Anyone ever been bullied at school? I was bullied. 
And we might fear the bully at school. We might fear people not liking us. We might fear that, that we come home and mummy or daddy, you know, might not be there. My name is Tim, yes. Why? You can have it in a minute. Is that okay? Well done. I used to put my hands up and ask for things like that. <laughs> so, so, the great thing is Jesus says, the minute I was rose, I took all your fears. You don't have to worry anymore. Now, I meet a lot of people that say, look, I understand that Jesus is going to take my fears, but they don't live it in their life. And I'm talking to you, mums and dads. How many times in the last three years have some of you come up to me and said, look, I'm really worried about this. How many times have I thought, I'm really worried about it? But the truth is, if we're going to live this gospel, we have to believe that Jesus is going to care for us and take all our fears. So, what I'd like to do is show you a little bit how Jesus does that. Now, remember I had my magic wand here? Where's my magic? Oh, Simon's got... Sam, could you get my magic wand for me? I forgot I need my magic wand. So, what I have here is I'm going to try an experiment. It says that Jesus' blood, the Bible talks a lot about the blood of Jesus. And what that means is that because Jesus shed blood, it proves that he loved us enough to die for us. So I'm going to try and experiment with my magic wand here. Now, I would like um, uh, a daddy. Would you come out for us, please, daddy? Yes, that daddy there, yes. I have to pretend I don't know your name, mate. Sorry, Dan. So this Dan, Daddy. So, the magic wand. So we're going to just pretend. What they did is, on the cross, they they cut Jesus' body. Like that, you see. Oh, I need to put some anaesthetic on it. Sorry. I'm going to lift it up a bit more. Just keep your arm nice. Keep it flat. Because we need to put anaesthetic. The anaesthetic sort of keeps it... So, they... Oh, need a bit more anaesthetic. All right, keep your hand flat. There we go. Now, what happened was the blood. So, wouldn't it be amazing if we could just try and imitate what, the, what it was like when Jesus' blood was shed? With some magic. Now, obviously, we're not going to use magic. We don't link it to that. But So, what happened was Jesus' blood, like that. But what happened was, though his blood was shed, there was no harm. He was raised from the dead. And even when we make mistakes, it doesn't matter. As long as we say to Jesus, I'm sorry, we're forgiven. Thanks, Dan. Give Dan a round of applause. Well done. Right. Sam, would you come and help me, Sam? This is my little boy called Sam. Hi, Sam. You all right? Here, Samuel. Now, can we be a bit more sort of gentle with the hammer? I want to smash the last egg. I'll hold on to it just in case you launch it somewhere. Just give that a whack. Get that way. Ah, 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 ah. That'll do, Sam. Good man. Well done. Right, take that paper out. Take that out of there. And is there any eggs in Oh, there's an egg there for you. Right, could you read out what that last one says for me? In a loud voice. Jesus. Jesus. Gives us. Gives us. New life. New life. New life. Jesus gives us new life. Thank you, Sam. Give Sam a round of applause. 
Well, look, just to finish, what does that mean? There are two kinds of people that God sees. There are the people that acknowledge Jesus and say, Jesus, I want to know you in my heart. And there are the people that say, well, I know about Jesus, but I'm not interested in him. Now, wouldn't it be really sad to know that this person of Jesus died on the cross, but not know him in your heart? I think it would be really, really sad. And let me explain what I mean by that. You see, what happens is, there's our heart, for example. And we might have someone upset us, and it damages our heart. And we might have someone say horrible things to us. We might have had a difficult job or a breakup in a relationship. We might have had a friend let us down. We might have had a great disappointment or a bereavement in our life. And we, we carry all these wounds on our heart. And my heart one time was like this. But what happens is when you come to Jesus... He gives you this new life, and this new life means that not only will you have things to, to celebrate and look forward to in the future, it means that he'll restore your heart to what it was meant to be. And that means that he'll fix it and restore it and put it back together. Wow. And it says... We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. So I want to encourage you just as I finish now. You here can give up your old life and come to know Jesus. Now, I was with a child before and that child said to me, I don't know Jesus. Isn't that that such a horrible thing to to not have that hope in your heart? So maybe one of you children and maybe one of the mums and dads here doesn't know Jesus. So if you'd like to know Jesus in your heart, can I say a prayer for you? Let's close our eyes for a moment. This might be someone here as well who doesn't know the hope of Christ. I want to pray for you. So in your heart, just say these prayers after me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Please forgive me everything I've ever done wrong. I don't know you in my heart. But I'd love to know you. Please help me get to know you. I fill my heart with your love and your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.